Welcome to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat, where I talk to entrepreneurs and business people from all walks of life and all levels of success, from millionaires to the people who are just starting out and everyone in between. My objective is not only to learn about their businesses and goals, but about their challenges and fears as well, all with the hopes of helping them and you find a pathway to success. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. I am your host and founder, Andy Storch, and I am so grateful that you are joining me today for a conversation with my friends, Lance and Brandy Salazar. And Lance and Brandy, who are a married couple, have experienced what it's like when a marriage falls apart. But unlike many people, they did the work to put their marriage back together and build the best marriage possible. Now they work together as the founders of Legendary Couples, where they help couples work through the same challenges they've had as a married couple and create a clear vision of their ideal relationship. In their unique approach of creating the marriage they desired, they've used the same fundamentals in talking about family or taking family on a courageous journey, selling their fancy dream home, buying a very small uh, one-bath house, homeschooling their children, leaving their careers and starting multiple family-run businesses, and now they have their kids starting businesses as well. Most importantly, they are parents of two girls, Huli, who is 10, and Natalie, who is seven. Lance and Brandy, welcome to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. Thank you. That was good. That's a lovely intro. (laughs) Can you send that one to us? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice email. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You know, I like to, I pride myself on uh, on putting together interesting introductions, although I I have to say I was kind of throwing things together for that one. So I stumbled a couple of times, but uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's one maybe you might want to use. It's really good. We do want to use it. (laughs) I want to hear more about everything that you guys have going on. I think that What's really intriguing, and, and first of all, I've, you know, I've interviewed over, I think, 90 or close to 100 entrepreneurs now for this podcast, and I've had some founders on together, two women, but I've never had a married couple on together. And so I was really excited about this, especially because, Lance, you and I have met a couple times um, going back to the Best Year Ever Blueprint event and then uh, Front Row Dads uh, event in Austin a little more than a year ago where we really bonded over some commonalities, having two kids. and things we've done in our lives. And uh, I've looked up to you and admired you from afar and heard great things about your wife, Brandy. And so I'm just so excited to have you guys on today. But I know a lot of my listeners probably don't know much about you. So maybe we could start with a little bit of your background and share some of your origin story and how you got to where you are today. You want to go first? I'll start. So Lance and I met online, what, 14 years ago? Almost 15. 15 years ago. And I was in uh, the real estate investing space and running a really large fund here in the Sacramento area. And he was a pharmacist running a hospital in the Bay Area. And so long story short, he moved here when we decided that, you know, we were going to try this thing. So we got married couple years after. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty quick. It was pretty quick. He yeah. proposed about a year later and then we got married. Again. Everything was great. We were two professional people, both good hearted. And we really enjoyed our time together. We really enjoyed the beginning of our marriage. And we then had children both continuing our careers and our marriage just went. Yeah, it got deprioritized and we were so busy. Yeah. And everything was happening so fast and the priority was keeping this kid alive. And then we decided to have another one 
still not totally sure what we were thinking there with how everything was going. And so our, yeah, our marriage really got right there on the brink of, I need you to find a place to move. So that's where we found ourselves about four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So our daughters had approached the age of what were six and three almost. Yeah, they were six and three. And we just, it like we built our dream home. Our, you know, our finances were fantastic. Our careers were thriving and everything looked amazing on the outside. Like people were like, Oh, Lance and Brandy, your life. It's just so, you know, it's perfect. We were like, I'm like, I don't like him though. (laughs) Like, You know? I didn't like me either. Yeah, right. It was really a big part of that yeah. in our story was, you know, that I didn't like the person I was. Yeah, I didn't he like was what miserable my... in his job. And... Yep. Yeah. I wasn't uh, growing as an individual. I wasn't growing as a father. I wasn't growing as a husband. And uh, I had to do a lot of inner work. So. Yeah. And, and as a person in, you know, that was wildly in the personal growth space, I was constantly trying to grow him. <laughs> And, you know, and coach him. Yeah, try coaching your spouse. That's awesome. I can, I, by the way, I've heard that uh, when you try to coach someone who doesn't want to be coached, that's called nagging. <laughs> Truth. Yes, that's, that's what I was. I was a I know, massive nag. My wife for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you should do this. Listen, I went to this conference and I have this hot, whole idea for your life. You right. know, <laughs> like, what? You can't do that. So he went on his own personal growth journey. I was being coached at the time by a really amazing guy who brought a lot of my DNA on our marriage to the forefront, which was one of the first steps to me knowing that it could be saved because for so long I was a victim in our relationship where it was like, Lance isn't this and he doesn't make me feel this and and probably vice versa, right? Yeah, well, it's that whole, we were subscribing to the whole myth that your spouse is supposed to make you happy right you know everyone says you know you know that their spouse is supposed to complete them the whole idea of a soulmate i mean which i think is still it depends on how you view that concept but it's really the a lot of people believe that their partner is supposed to make them happy when you're supposed to generate happy within yourself right but if you're not if you're not operating from the place of two happy people then adding value to each other's lives it's not it doesn't work so that's what we were dealing with Right. Yeah. I mean, to take it in almost the vein of, of this being an entrepreneurship show. I mean, a lot of people, I have a business partner. A lot of people do. You don't go into that thinking, well, that business partner is just supposed to make things better for me and make me happy. And I don't have to give it. Right. Right. It's almost Marriage is the same. It really is a lot of the the same. same. You know, a lot of this was born out of really accident. So, you know, I went on my own personal growth journey. She went on hers. We actually decided we really liked each other and we could go into whole things about our philosophy and marriage philosophy, but the accident in a lot of ways that legendary couples is or was, was simply that I was looking at trying to be like a nutritional coach. She had a women's, you know, women's coaching program that she was doing. And a lot, a lot of people noticed our marriage just thriving again and wanted to know, how'd you do that? What's this big turnaround? And so we decided to lock arms and, and create something where we could share about our experiences. And we looked back on what we actually did. What did we do? What did we do? do Like, why, why did this work? And not only it worked fast and it worked well. So Like, what was the formula? And then as we started to talk about it and lay it out, it was incredibly simple. And so what was interesting about it is when you brought up that partnership part, that is the second element in our relationship philosophy. So first is you. So two happy, healthy people. The next is your partnership. That's your finances, raising the kids, keeping the house clean, your careers. Then it's being friends. 
and then lovers. So that's the pinnacle. When all of that foundation is solid, the element of lovers comes to be in a way that you've probably never experienced before. So when we looked at that partnership part, which was really where we were stuck, we were stuck in this partnership loop of not really being able to figure out the dynamic of who does what, who's best at what, and lifting each other up where we're strong, which is right what we do in business partnership. Yeah. I don't look at you and say, hey, CEO, why aren't you crushing it in marketing? You know, it's, that's not how it works. We, we establish our roles and we let our partners or the employees stay in their lane. And for some reason in relationships, we don't look at it from the same perspective. Yeah, I use football analogies a he lot. Does. She loves I my sports business. analogies. Sports. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, a great a, a team that goes to the Super Bowl, at least from the offense perspective, you got quarterbacks, you have wide receivers, you have tight ends, you have blockers, mm-hmm. you have running backs, and they all do their job. Yeah. You know, the quarterback can't expect the running back to throw the ball really well, you know, and the running back can't expect the quarterback to run like they do. You know, it's everyone has their distinct roles and their strengths to make it a winning team. And it's very similar in marriage. You know, Brandy has all the things she's great at. I have the things I'm great at. Let's combine those strengths and push this relationship and our family forward versus me being like, well, I'm good at this. Why aren't you good at that? Mm-hmm. And vice versa, me creating that resentment uh, and frustration in your partner just because they're not like you, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's what happens. Right, let's take the smoothie for example. Like he's really <laughs> consistent with discipline. Like he's great. Like he will make us a smoothie every single day, but I'm really good at the content of it, like the the flavors. So I pass off the flavors. He makes it happen every day. Look at that. We drink smoothies, the whole family. <laughs> Boom, planning and execution. Boom, right. It. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, for those listening, we were, we were, discussing our smoothie habits uh, before we started recording as Brandy and I both had smoothies in our hands uh, as we got going. I must always mm-hmm. have with me at my desk midday. Such a great story. I know there's so much more there. Uh, one thing I, I'm gravitating to, I want to go back towards because I really like talking with people about this idea of comparison and the fact that you really yeah. don't know what's going on in everyone's lives. And there's right. you know this great saying out there now that you shouldn't compare your whole life to other people's highlight reels. And mm. There's a point in your lives, and I've been there, and I know exactly where you're at, where you had, you both had great jobs, you had two kids, and you built this dream home, and everyone is thinking, these two, Brandy and Lance, are, um, they have the most amazing life. And yet, right. behind the scenes, you're completely unhappy, you're unhappy with who you are, with who the marriage is, and I know there's so many people that can relate to this. Does it also factor in that you're looking at other people and saying, well, why aren't we more like them? Or why can't we be happy like them? And you don't even know necessarily what's going on. I'm going to say no, uh, only because I think we had awareness around this. I remember Brandy having, you know, conversations with me. She, she actually, would would, she would this. be angry about mm-hmm. the fact that we were portraying ourselves on social mm-hmm. media in a certain way mm-hmm. where that really wasn't who we were at all. I think that was, you know, when we were about to get divorced, mm-hmm. there were, that was a point of sort of contention. Like, I mean, can we curse on this show at all, Andy? Go for it. <laughs> you know, this is bullshit, right? I mean, we're, people think we're this and we're not. Yeah. Uh, and another big part was, but what was going on behind the scenes was what our daughters were seeing. And we're like, yes. we're not modeling, modeling the marriage we want our kids to have later. So maybe we're better apart so that we can have new relationships that they can look to and model as being great examples for them later. But no, I would say we were not looking at other couples of when we need to be more like them. We were, it was really the but opposite. I, I will say this, that comparison 
piece that you just brought up is what brought us to that destructive place mm. that we, yeah, that th- this is, you know, my life story. I, w- I was homeless at 15 years old and became wildly successful by the time I was 23 when I met him. And then, you know, we had a net worth of over a million dollars by the time I'm 25 years old. Mm. And so I have this, this drive and determination that started to fuel something that was really unhealthy that I had a very one-sided view of what success was. My circles were growing and their success was growing. And so what my, my perspective was, was that you drive the seven series BMW, you build the million dollar home, you live behind the gates, you are the president of a big fund. Like that's how I defined myself because that's what I was looking at. Mm. And at the same time, I was a stressed out mom that was struggling to be con- connected because I'm like, oh, excuse me, let me check my phone. Hang on, hang on. You know, the deal's falling apart over here. This is going on there. And and it was all the singularly focused because what I was looking at was everybody else's life and I needed to somehow get there mm-hmm. because I was going to be damned if I had the other life that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was this really twisted but common. It's very, very common. And yeah. I am not anti-success, clearly. You know, it's still in, <laughs> in my blood. But what I am anti is anti-comparison because when you begin to, to design a life that works for you, it's not going to look like your neighbors. It's probably not going to look like your sisters or your best friends, or, you know, there may be some similarities. It's okay to look at somebody else's life and say, wait, that lights me up. I want to add a little bit of that to my life, but I had got taken us and, and I will excuse you from this crazy because I really pulled him on that journey which was a lot of what made him unhappy. Yep. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was, uh, I think this is something that's, that's so important. A lot of people don't learn early enough. And I was just, uh, interviewed yesterday, uh, John Lee Dumas from the entrepreneur. Or, uh, entrepreneur congratulations. Yeah. yeah congratulations. Thank you. It was really cool to have him on. And that was the big takeaway from that was, uh, you know, he likes to say compare and despair. And, yes. Uh, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people. You should only be comparing yourself to where you were yesterday you're better than yesterday, then uh, you're winning at life, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that it's, I I can see where you were coming from, Brandy, because you, you had a little bit more to prove, right? Where you I did, I had a lot to prove. Yeah. Yeah. And wanted to prove that you weren't going to be back there and that you could really make it. But at the same time, uh, you think about where a lot of people go is they put all that effort into business and into work. And because that's almost even though it's challenging, that's easier than doing the work on the relationship and the marriage. And so many people are divorced most right. of the time because they didn't communicate really well. They put all their effort, especially entrepreneurs probably, because they put mm-hmm. so much time and effort into their business. Was there a catalyst? Was there some point, something that happened where you said, we really got to change and make have this difficult conversation and start putting more effort into our marriage versus just working on our careers? Yeah. Yeah, there was. I mean, I think what happened was too, is because of the strong coach she was working with, we we decided to give it sort of this one more go and without any attachment or expectations to what that outcome was. And this was more of my journey because if, if our relationship wasn't going to work out in the end, I needed to be a better person for the next one. And so we went on this. And ditto, because this is what the, the piece of having, and I'm a huge proponent of having coaches, because if I didn't have, his name's Rock Thomas. If I didn't have Rock as my coach at the time, telling, bringing awareness to where I was 
damaging our relationship and stifling him as a man, stifling his growth. If that wasn't brought to my attention in the way that it was, I don't think I would have had the same ability to go on this journey with Lance because again, it was him, him, him. I was a victim and that happened. And then also I, I had gone to this lunch with, for a completely different topic with a friend and mentor of mine, a woman who's been through a couple of divorces and she basically just laid it out. She's like, what do you, what do you think you're trading it for? You know? And she's same thing, bringing some of my personality to the, the forefront. And it was when I came home from that lunch or coffee with Bev and walked in the door and I said, you know, all of this combined, not only are we not getting divorced, but we're going to build the best marriage we can possibly build. Yeah. It was like this big, okay, we're not going, cause I was we're looking at it. places to move, you know, Literally. how we were going to tell the kids. Cause we hadn't quite told them, we yet. Told them yet. And they, then they, they, kept, they, they knew, knew we weren't, you know, doing really well. And it was just this big timeout timeout, you know, let's, Put, we, we call it putting marriage on the shelf. shelf, which essentially we're not getting divorced. We're going to take our marriage. We're going to set it over to the side here and we're going to work on ourselves. Right. And so this is where the philosophy thing began. When we looked back and we said, okay, what did we do? We put the marriage on the shelf and said, we're not going to talk about intimacy. We're not going to talk about who's doing what. We're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to focus on ourselves. And Brandy, you need to work through some of the stuff Rock's bringing up. Lance, you need to fall in love with yourself and get your confidence up and figure out what your passion is. So that's the journey we went on. And as here's what's interesting about personal growth. When you go all in, it happens quick. You start having aha after aha. You see these self-realizations. And guess what? The universe, God, whatever you want to call it, starts to give you the people and the tools to make it happen at a really rapid rate. And that's what started to happen. And lo and behold, we're like, hey. We actually like each other. Yeah, I mean, there were reasons we fell in love and a lot of those started to get highlighted again, you know, like, whoa, this, this is what I loved about you when we, you know, we're getting together. These are the, the things rather than those, remember we talked about the strengths and weaknesses, rather than the things that drove us nuts about the other, we started to focus on what we truly loved uh, about each other. And that's when it really said, okay, because I remember, Andy, like even our marriage wasn't always like this lull. There were good times yeah, and bad. It was like a roller coaster. Like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But I remember when things would be kind of good and she'd be more loving towards me or we'd be in this space where things were all right. In the back of my mind, I was always thinking, when's it going to suck again? How long is this good part going mm-hmm. to last? You know, because inevitably our cycle is that it suddenly goes down again. And then so many of those naders, uh, you know, it's a scientific word, but the, the lulls, the bottom parts, you know, were happening too frequently. And we got to that point where Brandy said, how are we going to make this marriage the best it could possibly be? We said, screw this. We're no longer going to do this roller coaster. Let's cast this plan and this vision for our marriage. Let's look at what we want it to be and let's freaking get there. How are we going to get there? Yeah. What does an awesome marriage look like? And yeah. that's where we started. And then the other thing that, that, started to happen without us even realizing is as you're on your personal growth journey, I'm on my personal growth journey. Guess what? We have things to talk about now. And so then the friendship part starts. It's almost like dating again. Okay. Well, what'd you read about today? Well, when you had your coaching call with so-and-so, how did that go? And what did you discover about yourself? And then all of a sudden we're becoming friends. And it, and it was a level of friendship that we'd never really experienced with each other because when you start in a new relationship, there's that euphoria and you jump right into lovers. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's know? always, it's just, always great in the beginning. Right. You're great. just exactly. And the, yes, there's some friendship sprinkled in cause you're getting to know each other, but it's like you go right to that point. And then if you have kids quick, now you're right into partnership and you're like, oops, I didn't really sol- have build a solid me. <laughs> I didn't build a solid friendship with him where like truly I care about him like I would my best girlfriend. 
We were in this euphoria and then partnership. And it was like this messy struggle of trying to be lovers, but we're trapped in the partnership loop. So there was resentment and frustration and this yearning for how things used to be. And I think that's what happens to a lot of couples. Remember when, remember when, remember when, well, it's not like that anymore. And so they, they separate and get divorced without doing the work to say, wait a second, there's some of this underlying you piece, you know, individuality and partnerships partnerships has to be worked Mm -hmm. out. And then suddenly, oh crap, we can be friends and lovers again. We can get back to that place. But it, but you have to grow into that again because the relationship changes, especially when you have kids, which is a big, huge, you know, keystone to our message is, you know, it's legendary couples with With kids kids. because it was having children becoming parents that really was like a big red light that was like, you know, like warning. There's a lot more purpose and a lot more that ties you together. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's another piece. Like what, and that was my friend Bev when I sat at, at coffee with her and she said, I want you to tell me all the things you have to lose if this doesn't work out. Mm. And when that, when I thought about those two little girls and I had to walk in and said, daddy doesn't love me enough. I need to be loved more. And I, you know, like, what, what am I even, yeah. like, it wasn't like he was abusive. It's not right. like I would, and because I'm not, neither one of us are anti-divorce. There are situations where yeah. this truly isn't working out, but we didn't have that situation. It was really just disconnection and lack of right. ability to be partners. Yeah. But so many people would give up there and you, you had that difficult conversation and you did the yeah. work for it. And I, I apply, applaud you for that. I think it's great. This episode of the Entrepreneur Hot Seat is sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is the first place to call when you need leaders to lead, sellers to sell, and your business to flourish. At Advantage, we offer creative learning solutions that can help accelerate leadership development, business acumen, sales performance, and business results. Our clients say we're imaginative, collaborative, insightful, and fun. For more info, visit AdvantagePerformance.com or call us at 415-925-925. 6832. And now back to the show. By the way, I think you're missing an opportunity because, you know, the hel- the elf on the shelf is so popular these days. Why not the marriage on the shelf? I mean, that's what you said. <laughs> marriage on the shelf. We should make these two little stuffed dolls. <laughs> you, you, can take, you can take the marriage off the shelf. It's time to put your do. marriage on the shelf now. <laughs> work on yourself and then you can take it off and then you can work as a couple. I'm oh, telling that's you. that's good, Andy. I'm all that's about good. providing ideas and values here. A value <laughs> on this awesome. podcast. But that was and it was that was important to us because it, it gave us that sort of uh, it's okay that freedom to to work on ourselves without having the pressure of you know like being super intimate like whoa let's just take yeah, a break from let's that let's just take a break and see if we naturally gravitate toward each yeah. other again and we did. I think it's, I think it's so important. And I also, I mean, you mentioned that sort of honeymoon phase, it's always great in the beginning and then things sort of died down. And I've I've experienced that in my own marriage. And I don't think I realized what happened until uh, last year or so when I finally read uh, the five love languages by Chapman. And he talks about that, right? How everyone has that sort of honeymoon phase and that settles in and you don't think about what you're doing to please your partner and, and really living for them and just expecting them to make you happy like you talked about and how important it is to do the work there. And if I can connect it back to, to business and business partnerships as well, I mentioned I have a business partner. We went into business together about seven months ago and we have become really good friends. We get along great on everything. But, and I, sometimes I feel like we're still in this honeymoon phase and we have to kind of prepare for what could go wrong in the future. And we got a lot of great advice on that. So we, even though things were going great, we feel like we can talk about anything 
we still made sure to write everything down. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Put it on a document so we know we can go back to that. What, what do we fully intend for this to look like when we put this together? And uh, almost like a prenup, if you will, but not that I, yeah. not that I recommend that for a marriage, but uh, it, it sort of lays out, okay, here's, here's what our intentions are and here's how we want to design this. And here's what we go back to to make sure that we are complementing each other and helping each other and, and filling each other up, if you will, in a business way. But it's obviously really important in a marriage as well. And so speaking of the, the partnership thing, you are now, you made these big changes, right? You, you resurrected the marriage. You also made a big move yes. um, and kind of started this business together. So tell me about that. Why did you make the move and decide that you love each other so much that you're even willing to, to run a business together? I'm like, okay, I'm like trying to figure out because it all kind of happened very organically. So, right. in a weird so way. we started, Lance was starting his health coaching business and I'd been coaching women for a while and marriage comes up with 99% of people that are married. <laughs> Regardless if you're talking about health, it's like, oh, but my wife, this or that happens here and, or, or in your, your business and balance. Well, but my marriage and my husband, this. And so we were already starting to get into that space. And so we got to the place where he said, listen, I'm more passionate about this marriage space than I am this health space because I can relate. And empathy will play a big role. Yeah. I'm not a huge empathetic person, Andy. I mean, it, it's true. And I, I still find myself that way today. And I try yeah. to work on that. But being a pharmacist, you know, I have a background in health. And so I thought health coaching from a pharmacist perspective might be a good way for me to go. And most of the men I was talking to, everything would go back to relationships and marriage, which is a core piece of that sort of health coaching, you know, foundation. And I noticed that when they would talk about smoothies and, and eating more vegetables and being overweight or having heart disease or whatever else, I couldn't feel into that because never I never experienced it. it. But when they were telling me that they were about to get separated or the marriage wasn't working out, I would suddenly get almost like choked up about it because I, I felt what they were feeling. And then, so when Brandy and I would check in about what was going on in our lives, which checking in is another side story, is a huge part of relationships yeah, yeah. and marriage. You know, I would say, do you ever want to talk about marriage? And I feel like I have tons to talk about because of what you and I recently went through, you know, at that time, it had been maybe a year, year and a half after right. we considered divorce. And the same thing was for her. And people were asking, well, can you guys share what's going on? And so we're like, okay, let's put together a program on what this, we did. You know? And, and that, that's how my brain works anyway, was content creation and workbook creation just for having employees and running a coaching business and whatever else. So it was right up my alley. We sat down, whiteboarded it all out, laid it out, created workbooks, started doing the videos, started going back through it ourselves because we said, what's the first step? It's you have to cast the vision. Where do you want to be? And we went, uh, we don't we're not to, really living what we want to yeah, be. Yeah, we have all this stuff in this house and it's we're taking bogged time down. and energy. Yeah. And we're not spending as much time with our kids. We want to be with each other. Like, how much do we want to be with each other? And we were like, well, really kind of all the time. Like, we, this is amazing and fun. And I miss, like, I there's, our daughter was really struggling in school. We'd moved her schools around. And she is brilliant, by the way. She's a really, really cool, neat kid and was struggling. And we're like, this just, what's wrong? Like, what's, and so we were like, we would homeschool them. Like, we would homeschool them, teach them the entrepreneurial journey, teach them how to have that grit and determination that I had as a result of, of my upbringing and not go down the road of you go to college, get your pharmacy degree, go to a job that you hate every day just so you can pay the bills. Like, how do we get them on that path? So all these things start coming up and we were like, I'm sell the house. Sell the house. <laughs> Let's buy something 
that we can own free and clear. And so we don't have this pressure of having to do a grind with our new business because it's now we still have to feed that beast. Well, let's do this new business, but we still have to feed the beast over here of all the, you know, stuff, stuff and, and the, and, yeah, really the staff, all that stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. You have, when you have a house that big and you're both working, you also have a staff. You know, you have all these people that have to help you. We didn't even do our own laundry. You know, so true. You know, and so what are we showing our kids? You yes. know, I mean, it's they were like acting entitled. Everything was handed to them. They had their rooms cleaned for them. And it was like, this is not what we, this want. Is not what we want. This is not what we want. And so it helped that we brought them along. We have chickens because our kids said, well, if yeah. you're going to do this, can we have chickens? We're like, sure. You know, and so their first homeschool project was to teach research us research and teach us about chickens. Yeah. I didn't know anything about chickens. Brandy didn't know anything about chickens. Yeah. So right. and now we're like chicken experts. And they taught us. <laughs> they, they taught, taught us. us. Yeah. yeah. They did a whole presentation together and it was also, so we were like, Wait. that's what kids are good for. I've been wondering. Thank you for informing. <laughs> but, well, and this, this continues like, you know, we just went to Yellowstone. Okay. You guys we're going to Yellowstone next week. This week's project is Yellowstone. We want to know as much as you can teach us about Yellowstone. And then when we go, guess what? They were more excited about it. That's yeah. so, that's like, so. Oh, that's what that was that I talked about. Okay, yeah. I get it. You know, she knew so. what percentage the park was of each state. Like, it's like 96% Wyoming, yeah. Montana, and one Idaho. 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 Like, what? I love Yellowstone. Um, so I, I want to get to teaching the kids entrepreneurship because I think that's so fantastic and definitely not something I had any exposure to when I was growing up. But first, I want to just talk about the business that you are building here, which is okay. essentially relationship coaching, marriage coaching, right, for couples with kids. But it's yeah. it's sort of unique. It's unusual. It's not something that people would would naturally seek out, right? They might think about counseling if they're having problems, but they might not think about coaching programs or something like that. So how do you find customers, essentially, or clients to go through these these programs? Well, how we're doing it now is cold leads from funnels because really in, we're not so much in the coaching business and it's not to say that we wouldn't coach people, but okay. where we're at right now with the balance of our lives is we create resources for couples, online courses, online, online courses, courses so that they can walk through it. And we will start some small masterminds and, and things like that in the future for more support and accountability. But right now that's what we have. And because it, if you do the work, it really is that simple. Just go through the process, do the process. It's a proven process. It's proven from a business success perspective, a health, you know, success perspective and positive psychology, whatever it is, you've got to do the work. Same formula. Yeah. It's the same formula. We just took it and tailored it to married couples with children Mm. and put the resources out there. The goal is to keep them very inexpensive so that they're available to anyone. They would be free if, if, you know, we could live for free forever and if people would do the work if it's free. Yeah, because we left our careers for this. You know, yeah, I'm no longer working as a pharmacist. People think I'm nuts, yeah, you know, yeah. because I spent so many years in school for that. And Brandy was in real estate and real estate investment and we left it. Literally and cool literally time. left it all behind. Not to say we wouldn't revisit it maybe one day, but I mean, yeah. we're really passionate about, you know, helping couples, you and know. We took a year off as well. So we needed to, to kind of detox from that lifestyle that we had and kind of back to what this, this podcast is about, develop what our balance was with mm. our marriage. Because what was interesting is we did all this work, 
then we start to launch this business while we're still in the old house. And we started to see some of those same problems come up in our marriage. Some of the bickering and the irritation and the, wait a minute, like you're not doing this the way that I do this. And this is the better way to do it. Or this is what, why aren't you as good at this as I am? And so we were starting to have the exact same thing again. And so we essentially had to go back through our own program to develop the foundation for our business. <laughs> no joke. Like, yeah. It was hilarious. We're like, it was hilarious. Second. You know, <laughs> we, were start, we were like going to bed irritated again. And we're and like, we're like, Hey, we're, we we're are straining our marriage, creating a course to help people. Non-marriage. Marriage. <laughs> so why don't we start <laughs> over? Irony right there. Right. Yeah, awesome. But it's true. But here's the thing about all of this and why I think that the resources and tools are more important than and some people do need coaching and some people do need counseling and you know, everybody's situation is different. Yeah. But if you just really need to kickstart and get yourself back on track or take your relationship to a deeper level or get things organized so that you're moving forward, get a reset button. Yeah. Reset button that these products are great for that. So here's the reality is that you may fix it now. And then there's what's called a transition in life. Have another kid, a health issue comes up, a business change, all yeah. of these things. You got to revisit it. That, that's the worst. It's just like with, with us, you fall off the wagon with your health. What do you have to do? You got to reset. You need a meal plan again. You have to get yeah. your workout schedule down. You got to get that gym membership back yeah. up. Whatever and, it is. It's the same. Business marriage. goals or personal growth. Yes, yes. you got to revisit It's exactly that. And sometimes, you know, getting your marriage back on track isn't always this happy, feely, fluffy thing, you know? Sometimes I mean, it's uncomfortable. You know, I mean, we're an open book and sometimes we fall off the, the wagon with, you know, intimacy and, and having sex together. And, and what we'll do to get back on track is we'll literally have challenges. Like we're going to do this five days in a row. We're yes. going to check the box that we did it Monday, Tuesday, you know, and, yeah. it's, and it might not always, you might not always. That's about the limit, by the way, five days. We tried seven we tried and seven. on day five six, I'm like, <laughs> you <laughs> just, just stop. Some right? people could do a 14, 21 day challenge. That's not great. us, we're at five. That's you know, but that's what we do and it's not always yeah. you know, it doesn't always you don't always feel like doing it for a couple it. days you're like oh, uh, you know, I'm tired afterward you're always glad it's like going to you're like when you just started working out again right you're like oh I hurt or it's so hard I don't want to go to the gym when you're done you're always like yeah I, I feel I'm great I did that I really <laughs> right. right you know and then intimacy is the same thing yeah yes. yeah so a friend okay. of ours who also they also are in the marriage space they say just say yes if either partner is it wants, wants to it, yeah. engage, you just say yes because you never regret it. You're not like, oh, man, that was, I really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never thought of that, especially Lance. I like your, your analogy or your metaphor to going to the gym because if someone's like, hey, come to the gym with me and you're like, I don't want to do that. But if you say yes, you're always glad you did it in the end. You're always glad you, you did. Never regret same thing. Never yeah. regret it. So never that's how it. we get ourselves back on track. So we, that's the other thing. So with like each little thing, you come up with a, like a little trick, like what's your one simple tool to get that part back on track with dating. We stay up after the kids where we feel like our friendships disconnected. We stay up after the kids go to bed and we talk and we talk about things that aren't business related. But then if our, our partnership gets off track Sunday nights, we sit down full-blown check-in, okay, every area, like, where are we, and wh where do we want to be? What's the gap? Like a little business meeting. A business meeting, Sunday nights. And How so, yeah, these are the tools that we use because the reality is, is as soon as you're not using the tools, just like not going to the gym, what starts to happen? Yeah, you, you fall off. Same you get unhealthy. Thing. Same yeah. thing in our business. So we have to do the same process now that we're in business together. 
So to take it back to working together as a couple, because I think yeah. there are a lot of couples, at least I can relate to this, where both sides are getting into maybe an entrepreneur freelancing type of space and thinking, you know, could we maybe work together one day? I don't know if we could. It sounds like you were saying the, the really important aspects are making sure you understand what each side brings to the table. Yes. You know, the, the, the fundamentals of that and then having those regular check-in conversations especially if you feel like things are starting to go off course to make sure that you're, you're still aligned on what you're doing. Exactly. It, it's, it is almost identical to any business relationship. The hard part for all of us is that I have a belief that the person that you choose to be married to is there for your growth. That's why they're there. They're bringing your shadows to light, your, your darkest sides, they bring it to light. So when you mix it with business, it can be a little more difficult. It's true. Being in business with your spouse is different than being in business with your friend from an energetic perspective and from an emotion perspective. If you can take it back to the logic of the foundations of of a business partnership and make sure that you stay in your lanes and when you get out of your lanes or ridicule the other one for being in your lane, whatever that may be, know how to reset and get back. I love it. I love it. Okay. So it sounds like that's working really well and that you are not, without, not without your challenges, but you right. are checking in regularly to bring those back. And uh, right. I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, take some lessons away from this and make sure I have a good conversation with my wife later and about you know where we are and how uh, we're working together. Um, I also, even though I got into entrepreneurship much later in my life, I mean, it's something I've come to really love. I mean, I started this podcast mm. And I want to make sure that I can teach my kids the principles of that and make sure they're set up to do it if they want to be entrepreneurs. So tell me, what are you, it sounds like you've built that in as part of the homeschooling you're doing with your girls. Right. So how do you teach them some of the principles of entrepreneurship and, and allow them to, uh, to learn how to be good little entrepreneurs? Well, well, the first thing that comes to mind is letting them derive their own passions. Yeah. Our oldest daughter is a great question asker. She's super inquisitive. She just loves to like, she'll say like she got up this morning. I was on the couch, she's on the couch. She started asking me a bunch of questions. You know, um, we do that at night with her. She was just, she's really inquisitive and she's really great at it. She's an old soul and really mature too. So I think we, I think you, you know, suggested to her, why don't you consider a podcast, you know, building a podcast around this. And And we have a ton of friends that are friends that she knows that have podcasts. So it's not something that is, not familiar to her. So she's like, okay. And so she begins the, the work of, you know, we put courses in front of her because at the homeschool journey, there's a lot of online resources that we utilize mm-hmm. to, to do that. And we just use podcasts. I think we uh, used uh, one from Nick Pekelski and there was someone, another uh, one that Pat, Flynn. Pat Flynn had one. And we just have her watch it. And in a lot of ways, again, teaching us. because I don't really I have to sit, I do have to sit with her because there are words and like they say garage band and she's like, huh? You know, it's garage band. Right. You know, so me sitting, I have to sit with her and right, go through it. But anyway, I wanted to like back up on one piece about the, how, how we share the entrepreneurial journey with our kids. Something happens when you start a family business mm. because the piece that you're modeling for them is my guess, because it's the case in most marriages, is that you and your wife have different strengths. And although you may be handling different businesses, I bet her strengths could add value to your business. And I bet your strengths could add value to her business. Definitely. And guess what? Where's the money flowing to the same bank account, right? True. So isn't it beneficial for you to add value to her business and vice versa? 100%. So 
right? So this is what our kids are now seeing in our meetings in our on our kitchen table is that daddy has his strengths. Mommy has her strengths. We allow each other to be strong. And guess what? Now that they are developing their strengths, they have a voice. And they have a voice in the family business because Legendary Couples with Kids is a family business. It's a family brand. They're the kids to it. So when we are testing different things to put out to the market, they say, wait a minute, I'm the kid here. And let me tell you that I think you should do it this way. Or this is what would help me understand it better this way. And so they now have a voice in the conversation that's already going on in our house. So if Lance chooses to start a consulting company for insurance companies, he's going to lean on me for what he now knows my strengths are. Hmm. Because that's just how the family operates now. Yep. And it sounds like you, you include the kids in those discussions. So now they're really like the biggest, most important thing is they're just starting to have those conversations about what goes right. on in the business. What are, what strengths, what are weaknesses? What do mm -hmm. each person bring to the table? What are their interests? If, if they're interested in starting a podcast, let's go out and do that and just try different yeah. things. And what does it take to do that? You know, it's like right. same thing, cast the vision, get the resources. It's all the same. So now they're doing it for their own little passion projects. I remember this is kind of a funny side story because Julie <laughs> likes to call our oldest one call us out on our crap sometimes. Yeah, she and, does. And I think we weren't being the greatest of parents in this particular moment. This was a few, like almost a year ago or something like that. And but I still remember. And she's we we Brandy and I were we're generally really aligned in our parenting. So our oldest gets a little bit mad when we gang up on her. She says doubling up. You're, You're doubling, doubling up, up on me. Doubling up. I only need to hear one of you. Yeah. You know, you guys are saying the same thing. I only need to hear one of you. And we're like, yeah. You're right. Okay. But anyhow, I think this had been going on for a couple of days and she was exhausted about it. And she looks and she goes, so this legendary couple's kids thing's really not working out right now. <laughs> like, well, the couple's part's doing great, you know, but yeah, yeah the kids thing, you know, yeah, it's a little challenging right now. That's so really it against you. Basically saying you're being a crappy parent right now. Right. You know? Well, bringing them in, it is another level of accountability. Having these conversations with your kids and, and then when you talk about, we talk about revenue goals. When we, with this year, when we hit our first hundred thousand, the kids get a pool. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but they also have to look at what, what did it cost to hire the coach to build the funnel? What did it cost for our click funnels account? What did it yeah. cost for this? So you're, you're so it's not even just their individual businesses, but getting them involved in the conversation and they're not involved in every conversation. I mean, there's a, something called efficiency, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. yep. but just the, the, it's a conversation that goes on a, around our house that we just talk about. So that's a big that. thing to it. I love it. We have to wrap things up, but for anybody listening who is thinking, okay, I, I resonate with this, you know, I'm trying to run a yeah. business or I'm starting a business and I feel like I've been drifting a little bit from my, my partner, my spouse, we haven't been doing a very good job of keeping up with the marriage. Aside from going and, and grabbing your course, because we'll definitely throw a link in there, but what's the first thing they should be doing? What, what's the first step? I would say have the conversation. Yeah. Have a conversation about where you want to be. Like, what, what, this may not be working right now, but what would be working? What would that look like? How would you feel? What would be the things, your habits that you have with each other daily, weekly, monthly? What are the things that you desire to feel loved with your love languages? Like what, what is, like cast the vision. That's uh, our, our first course. The first part of our courses is, is free. 
Yeah, it's the relationship. It's the relationship planning guide we Mm -hmm. call it, which is really about you know identifying each other's strengths and casting that vision and creating small, very small commitments and habits. You know, because we Mm -hmm. have this huge thing, and you know, just like any other business, you you set yourself up for failure. But what are the small little incremental things you can do? That the small domino that eventually knocks over the big domino. And we give that away for free, and it's all about yeah. that. It's at legendarycouples.com. And for podcasts that we're on, you get a 50% off uh, coupon code for our courses. Yeah, so awesome. you can put that in the show notes. Okay, so where do they go for that? At legendarycouples.com? And yeah. uh, is there a code or anything for that? Or? Yeah, we'll, we'll give you, for you, we'll make you a code. And why don't it just have it be your name? All right. Well, yeah. how about Hot Seat? Hot Seat. Hot seat. There you there go. You go. Yeah. Legendarycouples.com. We'll, we'll work that out. And- hot Seat. Yeah. We'll put that in there. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. This is awesome. Randy, Lance, thank you so much for coming on the Entrepreneur Hot Seat and, and sharing some of your journey and your wisdom. I think it's going to be valuable for all of our listeners, especially if they have a, a spouse or a partner, even a business partner, um, to really think about you know how they're communicating with each other on this journey and making sure that they're aligned on their vision and where they're going and supporting each other. Because I've found my own personal experience that's been really important having those conversations with my wife. So again, thank you so much for coming to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat and uh, wish you the best of luck with everything. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having us. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. You can find more information at entrepreneurhotseat.com or my personal website, andystorch.com. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you have any questions or comments, or if you are looking for ways to take your life and business to the next level, you can send me an email to andy at andystorch.com. Take care.